Hello, everybody. Let's do it again. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week, we have with us in the studio guys from Quiet Zoo. I'm going to announce the guys from left to right that are here today. I have uh, Zach Hurst. Zach is the singer and the guitar. He's one of the guitar players. Yeah, I'm one of them, yeah. Dual guitar player. The dual band, I should say. Dual band of guitars. And to his right is Mikey Juba. And he's the bass player. Not here with you guys. Maybe we'll get him on another episode. But we have Shane Hutchinson, the drummer. And we have Eric Kish, who's the other guitar player. Yep, absolutely. That covers it all. All right. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Yeah, hang uh, in there. Really nice to be here. Thanks for coming down. Yeah. Coming up. You guys are another band from level five. So yep. you guys actually just come up when, when to, to do the show. You didn't have to do anything else. Just yeah, walk up just, some stairs. We're just downstairs, man, hanging out. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, guys just dropped a new EP. We did. Uh, self-titled, Quiet Zoo. I've been listening to it this week, and it's very good. Very good. Very surprised, actually. I was shocked because... I, I gotta be honest. There's a lot of times I'll put it, uh, you know, something on, and, you know, one song. And I'm like, oh, I got an idea. Whatever. Right, right. I listen to the whole thing. I mean, I listen to the whole thing. <laughs> and then, and then, what was really good is the third song is, it's, it's it's a surprising thing that goes on in that song. Like you guys do a major change up. Yeah. Yeah. So who? So let me just start right there. So who writes a lot of this stuff? Is this a band thing, or is there a guy that? Is there? Do you bring a lot of the ideas? Do you bring a, you know, usually it's guitars. Bass players are usually doing a lot of the stuff. Is this how do you guys do it? So none of it is calculated at all. It's uh, it's we were talking in the car about it today, and uh, it's it's just the uh, we just free play. We just freeform play. So you guys then, do a lot of jamming, and then and then from the jams, do you guys record the jams? Nope. <laughs> Some so, of our best songs <laughs> are <laughs> lost to the ether. Oh, the what, 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 why do you could you have you thought about? Oh yeah, we Possibly talk. We too. talk about it all the time. We're like, <laughs> we should have recorded that. And then you know, as soon as you get the microphones in there, you just play. You know, things change. Do you feel like that's probably. what happens? Pro- well, they would just probably you lose some of the 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 improv type feel. It's this. Uh, we get in this moment of like uh, very. We're, we're very present, and it's like this Zen meditative mode where we're just so fucking locked in on something. And sometimes we're lucky enough to like, okay. We did it. Let's do it again. And it's not quite the same, but it's there for the most part. And uh, we try to, like, bring it back to life. But sometimes we'll just take a break from it just to kind of – it's like a, like mixing or editing audio. Sometimes you just kind of, like, you lose perspective. So you take a break. Totally get it. You come back to it, and you're like, yeah, this song is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like songs will even sound different just from the break. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like you've heard it, you've heard it, you've heard it. You take a break, and then you come back, and you're like, well, I don't – that's way better than I remember, or that's yeah. or or the other thing. You're like, well, I, I remember that sounding a lot better before one or the other. But but it's it, that break does allow your ears to kind of like cleanse out a little bit, and then all of a sudden you've got a fresh perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So is that, is that is that what you do though? You guys write pretty much in an organic way. So do you guys just remember everything is it, from jamming it? Is, yeah, and, and then the next time you guys get down there, like, all right, we got to work on that song, and everybody just remembers their parts. Yeah, it, we're very good at remembering things that we really like. Uh, and that's that's kind of like how songs that we want to play survive is that if we keep playing it and it's not even like a huge conversation like we don't really talk much about what we're doing when we're writing music it just kind of like there's some like here and there commentary of like oh we should 
try this or what, which, whatever. But play um, that again. Do that thing that you just did again. Yeah. And then, I think we should tell people a little bit more about you guys also, so they know what kind of music you guys play and stuff like that. You guys are pretty much a death metal type band. I mean, I I, I think now we have all these subgenres of of metal, but in my perspective, I'm gonna so that's what you guys do. It's like a death metal, except I think you guys. I don't know how this, but you're a little more of a palatable version of it. Yeah, I mean, I I just think your 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 rhythms are very hooky, catchy type things. You have a, you know, it's just a very. I was like I said, I was very surprised at how much I was taken aback and like, wow. Someone described us as like a, a very dark version of alternative. Exactly, it's yeah. definitely proggy. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'll say this. <laughs> well, it definitely is that. I mean, there's no question. Well, that's what you guys are doing. You guys are. It's a massive amount of fusion and things going on here where, I mean, not just fusion in the way where the bass, guitar, and drums together are doing something that's a fusion style. Like, you'll be doing, like, one complete style, and then whew, now you're doing something, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Very, like, melodic and emotional and kind of like. Lots of drama. Yes. <laughs> dramatic parts all of a sudden yeah. come in. From, where you stray from this metal, this crazy exciting type uplifting shit and then it's like now we're gonna steer you over here and you're gonna drive down this road and this is where we're taking you and it's not done in a way where you're like oh it's very wow this is yeah man excellent it really means a lot well i i mean i think it's i think people should check it out it's only it's an ep one thing that's kind of neat is stuff coming out today is like three songs or one song so you don't have to listen to a whole album anymore to you know three songs and it's done I don't think people can listen to a whole album anymore. Their, their attention span won't. <laughs> yeah, it's really not there anymore. But yeah, excellent. Three yeah. For, for three tunes, I liked all three. Thank and you. I, I think they actually got better as I, I listened. Uh, I know we were we were talking. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. I uh, I know we were talking about uh, you know how it was made, and uh, that I learned everything from the ground up, mixing. Tracking. Yeah, you did all. Yeah, that's another thing. You engineered yeah. it. You mm-hmm. mixed it. You produced it. That was like the uh, the COVID uh, ed, like the COVID thing that I did right. Everyone had like this thing to like do or learn, and uh, I started going to college for audio engineering. And then I was like, well, I I really like the DIY kind of mentality. And I'm saying I'm going to do this myself, even if it takes me fucking forever. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn. And yeah. It's gonna you know, and uh, we did it. And a lot of that stuff was done with, with very minimal like equipment and very minimal like. There's nothing fancy about it. Yeah, because the sound of it is excellent. I, I, I was actually, another thing that I was kind of like, oh. Because um, especially that one part where you kind of take everyone down that that road where it's just, you know, there's a lot going on there and there's a lot of like spaces and stuff. So that's when the, the engineering thing really becomes like, you know, it's a, it's a lot different. When you're recording a lot of heavy guitars and stuff like that, eh, it's... You, it's a, there's a lot going on there, but I think when you're getting into that real melodic, cleaner sounding stuff and stuff, well, you really got to pay a lot of attention to where you're putting things and placing things. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like I was going to ask you where you went. You know, I thought this was professionally done. Um, I uh, I did it in my small office in my house. That's awesome. Uh, just pedal board. We, uh, Eric, we're all really into like, uh, you know, big pedal board setups to get like all sorts of different flavors of sounds. Um, and you, Mikey tracked bass in the office, Eric, myself, just a small little room and just direct mic'd it done. It's all you need. It's all we needed. Yeah. Especially with Pro Tools and stuff like that. Now you don't really need a lot of space. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we recorded the drums back in 2019 before COVID happened. Uh, I want to mention him. Uh, his name is Scooter Fort from Re- Rewire uh, Recording or Studio. I can't remember. I'm sorry, Scooter, if I'm fucking it up. But um, that's kind of how it started. And then uh, COVID happened. You know? So you guys had the drum tracks? Yeah, we had. So the drum tracks were done down in Akron. Uh, I forgot what the studio is called. Um, but uh, it was done there. And then we were doing like some tracking. And we have an original version of Burnt Blue that was done... Uh, just back in the day, and none of us really liked it very much. It's night um, and day difference. Night and day difference. Oh, really? And we let it's kind of it's kind of funny having it on there still because people can kind of hear like where we started and where we're at, you know? Yeah, right. The progression. Yeah. Of the pro- of the proggy band. So, so, so <laughs> two of this, you know, two of the same song, but it's like uh, I remember I was like in my car listening to like the EP. Just I wanted to hear it like on a streaming service, and then the original Burnt Blue started playing. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, I don't. This oh, is it, was, it was just on there? And it then was it just came on up. there. Yeah, some, like, other people did it, and no disrespect. I just, it was the guy who uh, kind of mixed it. It was just like, oh, it's just too, it was just too, it felt too gross, you know? And that was, like, not what we were going for. Yeah, right, 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 so. right. Yeah, you guys have a pretty refined sound. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not it's not a real messy sounding. It sounds like I say, it's, it sounds produced. Thank it you. sounds well-produced. It sounds like a well-produced thing. I was, I was like I say, I was shocked at how much I liked it, and and you have a, and, and the voice you use, like like we were, we were talking before the, the interview, death metal. You know, it's, it's just like every other. You know, people. There's a lot of people that don't really get into death metal. They don't they don't understand that it's really not that much different than other musics. You have different styles of death metal singers, and if you're into death metal, you'll pick up on that. You know, mm-hmm. and and they they do they do kind of fit into categories. You know, and like I was telling you, your your voice reminds me of somebody else. And a little bit, you know, just a little. Bit. Right. And and I think that's how it is. Some you'll like more than others, and I think everybody's, it's the same as all music, right? You just, you have a favorite singer that's non-death metal. Some like Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Sure. And some would rather hear a James Hetfield voice that doesn't hit high notes. Or something. Everyone's different. When when the band started, the, the, the idea was uh, something... And we don't sell like either the either of these bands. It's just more of an idea. It was like I would like to do something like Converge mixed with like Explosions in the Sky. So it's something like really heavy and gross, but also like dramatic and, and, and beautiful yeah. to listen to. Like very cinematic in a way. And that's well, yeah. But er, bringing these guys in uh, with their with their own with their all like, our Venn diagram of interests kind of made it what it is. And there's no like debate about what this person should do whatever it's it's all like whatever makes you happy and making these songs is the right choice you're right so it's, it's there's no wrong choice back. well nobody else you're writing your own stuff yeah so the only people that know anything about anything until it's released is you guys once the song comes out that's all anybody knows is what's there i mean every all that other stuff is yeah no longer matters and well, mikey's been a great fit go ahead mikey uh this is actually a fun little tidbit Forever ago, I think it was probably years before I even joined the band at bass. I auditioned for vocals because oh. their songs were like instrumental for a long time. Yeah. You, you didn't know what to do over the music. You're like, does it need clean singing? Does it need like screaming or whatever? I auditioned for vocals and it was like the stupidest audition ever. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, it was just like, just kind of just awkwardly standing there because I've never been in a band where um, I've been a standalone 
vocalist. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, you're always holding like a guitar or bass or something. And uh, eventually, I think after looking for a singer for a while, Zach was just like, you know what? I'm just going to hash this out and do it. And literally, much like with the recording thing, I remember the day that you started and to where you turned out, it was like so fast how good, how quickly you got good at it. Same with vocals, where it's like, I remember when he started and then when he got the recorded, the first time I heard him scream, I was like, is that you? I'm like, did you hire somebody to do this? Like a ghostwriter guy? And no, it's just he, once he gets his mind set on something, he just goes, man. So as far as like death metal singers go, especially you guys that really haven't done it, you know, before you're kind of like learning it on the fly. How do you pick it out? Like, like, how do you, how does, you know, like there's a, the growl, the thing that you have to do to really achieve that can be done different ways. Anybody can change the way it sounds. How do you hone in on one and say, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's the one. For the longest time, I was always like this, like closet vocalist in my car that I was just never, I never had the confidence to be like, oh, I want to try something until we were at this impasse of like being an instrumental, an instrumental band for like almost a year. And I was like, I kind of pulled like the Dave Mustaine kind of thing. I was like, I'm, I can't find anyone to do this. And uh, I remember I tried sabotaging myself and I got myself completely hammered before I did it. Yeah. And uh, th at the end of like, I think we did Burnt Blue. I kind of, I had like, I wrote lyrics for that and I kind of did it. The band was like, all right, so we got a vocalist. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you tried to sabotage yeah. yourself. <laughs> so, you were like, oh, I'll, I'll suck so bad. They'll never want me to be this. And what, what Mikey said, which was so kind. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I get very obsessed. You can ask just by anybody. If I have my mindset on something, it's almost uh, uh, too much. But I want to, I want to learn. I don't want to let these guys down. You know, like I want to make something that's special to me, but I also like they, they matter to me quite that's a bit. Cool. That's you know? cool. That's cool. Outside of that, you, have, you hold a responsibility with things like you take responsibility for. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, I'm in both worlds. You know, I'm, you know, it can be, I guess, in a way, like this selfish thing that I'm trying to make, but then it's also selfless because I'm like, what do you guys want? You know, and usually it's like, dude, you're doing a great job. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. You know, but you always um, want to include everybody and feel like it's like, and, and, and to yes. be honest, I mean, like, that's probably the best way to, to keep a band together. Yeah, I love these dudes. Where I, I, I've known Mikey for 10 years, Shane for 10 years. I think I've known Eric. We I met Eric when the band started. I didn't never met him before. He was just like this guy that people told me about. And I was like, do you want to just come by? You know, because I, I only wanted one guitar player. And then oh. he's, he shows up, and this it was just this very magical thing. Uh, he's a very uh, special uh, breed of, mu of musician, and, and, and just as a person, I think everyone here is very special and talented. But I think we just got really lucky. Yeah, well, that's, uh, sometimes that is the, the best way to put it together, is have luck fall into place like that. Yeah. Do you, do you write most of the lyrics? I, as of now, I do. Um, we're working on another release right now where I want to include Eric and Mikey, and we're not quite sure how it's going to quite go. Uh, a lot, a lot's happened in all of our lives right now, so we haven't really talked too much about it, but right now we're mostly focused on tracking all the instruments and just kind of all sitting down. And, you know, I do have, like, a theme. You know, I have a... Uh, I don't want to give away too much right now. Yeah, right. You know, but... Um, so I'm going to present that. I'm going to probably write, like, a lot of the... I'm I'm kind of like the meat and potatoes kind of person. Shane and I are both kind of like, this is kind of like our structure. This is like these are the frames of the house, and they kind of let all the these two guys add all the decorations. I got you. And uh, 
yeah, I would like to have more vocals. That's kind of like the biggest complaint when we, when we play live is that there's not enough vocals. Why? Because you have because of the the progginess, the progginess I was talking about. Yeah, you have these long sections in between vocals and people. Well, you know what? I mean, like, all right. I mean, like that's not for everybody. Yeah, like 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 that's not for. But but then there's a huge audience for it also. So it's like yeah. Everything's not for everybody. The You're shows not are always crazy. Yeah. The shows are always crazy. For, for some reason, they're crazy. You well, know? It's, I, you guys are good. Yeah, thank you. We're okay. Yeah. No, you, got, you guys are. You're good. You, you, so you do the vocals and guitar. Mm-hmm. Is that something you could always do, or is that something that you recently had to kind of learn how to split the brain in there and 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 uh, make that happen? For, got obsessed, man. Got forced myself into it. So, yeah. so so let me just take you down this road. What's your upbringing like? Because it sounds to me like there's something in your past that's made you this way. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some there's a reason why you're so regimented and so obsessed into being the best. Like oh. that's what it is. You have this drive. You have you have a constant drive. Be the best. Be the best. That's what you are, right? I yeah. I I just uh, I, I don't like to be one. I get bored. I don't like to be in one spot very long. It gets it feels gross. I always felt that way from being a kid and growing up. And I don't know if that has anything to do with like. Growing up, like, in this military kind of family-esque, because everyone's very, less, like, you know, uh, regimented, like, keep going, have a order, be organized, you know, whatever. So you were, like, that, that was your upbringing? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. My, my upbringing was really strange. It was, like, I had, my grandparents raised me, and, uh, you know, with my mom's, like, this weird, like, uh, three-parent household, right? And uh, they always pushed me to be uh, whatever I wanted to be, right? Um you know, I had an ugly upbringing with my parents and everything. And uh, if playing guitar, you know, was one of those things that got me really interested in, like, kind of processing a lot of those things. And it's always been a tool for the past 15 years of just, like, this is how I process things. And I never took a guitar lesson. I never did anything. I just did everything by myself. Everything self-taught. Everything self-taught. So so now... Which makes me, like, not know theory, which is a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just, you just feel it out. Feel just feel it, it out. Well, sometimes, I mean, believe me, there's a lot of multi-millionaire people out there who've made music not knowing how to read a single note of music. That's Theory Theory isn't necessarily the... Alan Holdsworth didn't know theory. Yeah, wow. I mean, a well, lot of a lot of people right. don't understand theory, and they've done quite well. Mikey got me into a lot of the things I, I listen to still to this day, like the weird flavors of metal. He was like, like one of like those what? guys. Um, like what? What's the a, first one was uh, Converge. Oh, that's what you were just saying before. Yeah. The, the band's kind of like a combination of that. Yeah, he it. got me into Converge. Ice is the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to clarify that nowadays. Yeah, you do. I love um, ISIS. <laughs> um, or bands like, I remember he got me into like a, a lot like Birds, which is like this mix of like, it's, it's proggy. It's very ugly and it's also very pretty. You know, and that's like I always like that dan- that that dynamic because that's how life is, right? It's very, it can be really fucking dark and ugly, but it also can be very loving and compassionate and beautiful at the same time. And that's kind of the vibe I'm always trying to like keep together. Yeah, right, right, right. It doesn't yeah. always have to be this straight, dark, gloomy thing yes. that we're that we're pushing. There's yeah. another side to all this, also. I mean, life has two sides why can't our song have both sides and, and describe it that very way? very nuanced life is very very nuanced and i don't feel, feel like people quite see that especially no. on, on an artistic realm i feel like people like we were talking about bands take themselves way too fucking seriously oh yeah like, yeah and i think that's a turnoff to a lot of people i mean it's just I, I silly do. i think it's silly I mean, it's kind of makes you like oh, okay All it's right. like wrestling right <laughs> it's like it's like when you look at pro wrestling you know like you, you i mean no, no offense to anybody that likes pro wrestling yeah, believe me, i'm not saying that but what i'm saying though is like there's a certain thing that goes along with wrestling that 
It's just not, it's not genuine. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. We just want to be as honest as possible. And I think we want to just want we want to be honest with just each other. And I think anything outside of that is just a bonus. So you're talking about your, your upbringing with your parents and everything like that. So now when you're, they see what's become of their, their, their boy <laughs> and you're like, I've been working on this. I've been did it. I put, I put everything into it. And you're like, here it is. Listen to it. I, uh, it's what? well, they actually, they never got to listen to it. Cause they, uh, both recently passed away. Oh. So, <laughs> it's cool, man. It's fine. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it's uh, the thing. The, the 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 important thing is is that they were always insanely supportive. There was never like, God, this is why the fuck are you doing this? You should be doing something else. I don't. I don't want to drive you to practice. My grandmother, for an entire summer, I played in this horrific grindcore band at 16, 15, 16 years old. I didn't have a car yet. And every day, she would drive me to this, this house in Cleveland. And we, I played in that basement every day. And it's it, that obsession just never stopped. Yeah, so you just you're just that's just what you're built. Period. That's it. You just you become you become fixated on something and then that's the end of it. You're just gonna until you get there. Till you it's get to scary. The... Yeah, it's scary because I'm like, oh man, I'm making the right choice. Like, why didn't I just like do something else? <laughs> you know. But here I am. <laughs> is this does this does this make relationships for you tough? Like, <laughs> no, my wife's insanely supportive. No, I know, but I mean, like the obsession to, to make things perfect all the time is she is she ever be like, oh my god, he's like, no. here he goes again. Oh, so you found the right you found somebody who's you're just so compatible with. I think to she be just gets concerned sometimes, and she's like, I think you've been working on this EP a little too long. But I'm like, I'm learning. Just let me. I'm. I, yeah. I know. I know. It just looks like I'm playing with faders, but I swear I'm just. I'm just. I'm just trying to learn. You know. I get it. But yeah. no. At the end of it, I remember she listened to it. This made me feel so good. She listened to it by herself. I can hear her in the office listening to it. And she comes out and she's like, "You know, not my thing, but that's really fucking good." Yeah, I like, think so too. And she's like, "That that she doesn't listen to that kind of stuff at all." And yeah. she's like, "That's good. You did a great job." And it made made me feel so good. <laughs> yeah. No. It, it, dude, I, I got to be honest with you. You you telling me that um, this whole thing is something that you started off from ground zero, basically. Yes. And uh, me and Pat like to call ourselves King Wing It. You know, like we do almost everything on a whim and just kind of like go with it and just work hard. And it, it, you know, like mm-hmm. like you said, and um, you're you're like Kid Wing It. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you the name <laughs> Kid Wing It. <laughs> it sounds like you're you sounds like you're right like one of us guys that just you just you get it you get an itch and you just gotta scratch it and you're gonna keep scratching that itch until it goes away and that's the end of it, man. I'm kind of curious what Mikey thinks because he's kind of the newest one to be playing with us. Even though he's kind of been around since the beginning, he actually helped before he even joined the band. He helped write uh, Subterranean with Eric. Oh. They built the structure because the key change in the middle of that song, we could not figure out until one day he comes over and him and I, like, him and Eric are playing together. And I'm just kind of sitting there just watching him do it, you know. That's kind of stuff's he's, cool. He's always been kind of a part of it, it in spirit until the day came where we're just like, hey, can you just, can we play the show together? Because we were out of basis. The lineup kept changing for a while. And uh, he's kind of been around since and it's, it's brought so much joy because I've just known him for so long, and he's such a great dude. Um, so Mikey, yeah. you're, you're the newest guy in the band. Yes, yeah, technically. 
How does that feel? Do you feel like the outsider, or do you feel like the, the, they included you in, or you're like a brother, or is it? No, I'm I'm just like a floater. I uh, literally I've been I've, Zach and I played in our my first band together. And, what was that band called? Uh, Logical <laughs> Fallacy. We did not pick the name. Uh, Logical Fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you know I've just all of his projects. We've jammed in a couple other bands. I think I I don't even know if I jammed with the Traveler at all. I might have. Maybe. But, uh, I you know I've always kind of been floating around with whatever this guy always like a hard metal type edge band always or have you guys been in other kind of bands no, also the, the first one was more of like a like a pop punky kind of oh. thing a little mm -hmm. bit more obviously 2010 <laughs> sounding band. yeah yeah uh you know so like eventually we you know he kind of definitely shifted more towards the heavier stuff as uh, as we got older because he was you know we were both young like you know 18 what shifts it like wh how does it shift what what have you what are you exposed to or how does that all happen? Um, you know, I think it's just like the the interest gets get changing where it's like you know when we were younger in high school, definitely a lot more high school kind of problems and I think we just become more honest and real with ourselves of what we actually yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Well, I mean, but how do you find out about it? I mean, like I I mean I, I was turned on to it. You know what I mean? Like somebody I knew loved it and was like, here for me it was eighty six. Master Puppets is when it came out. Actually, it was before that. It was Ride the Lightning but, and Merciful Fate. And then all of a sudden, Master came out, and that, that was it for me. That was it after that. So what? What? Like, how does it happen? Uh, well, Do you remember? Me personally, because I've always been in the heavy. Yeah, I mean, I think my uh, sophomore year of high school or something, I was the first person. Because we would, like, joke about death metal. We were just like, oh, you know, like, we played Arch Enemy. We are like, listen to that girl screaming. Like, isn't that crazy? And, like, we were all joking about it. And then, like... I was the one person to like walk away from that and be like, that was cool. Yeah. I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of going on my own, just kind of down the whole death metal loophole. And what I've always noticed is that whatever music I'm really into at the time, the band that I'm playing is always doing the opposite stuff. <laughs> it always works out that way. I really? Yeah. You know, because I kind of fluctuate between, you know, like punk rock, kind of, you know, maybe a little bit more like kind of indie stuff and, really extreme crazy death metal or you know like soul r&b whatever phase i'm in for music i'm listening to my bands are always the opposite spectrum you know I, I, here's something i just thought of a lot of the bands especially in your guys's age bracket the t between 20s their 20 year olds and the 30s young 30s and stuff were that where you were exposed to a lot of that punk pop punk rock type stuff right when, when me and pat were growing up and punk rock came out like the late 70s right the two were completely, you couldn't do both, mm -hmm. right? But now, today's, I think everybody that's into one is kind of into the other. There's very little bit of this, you know what I'm saying? Do you guys find that hard to believe that it, there was a time where, like, punk rockers hated metal, metal hated punk rockers, and they 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 wanted nothing to do with each other? Eventually, bands started to bring them together, and there was a few bands in, specifically. It's, but It's just funny that they just didn't embrace each other and make something cooler. Yeah, are you guys aware of SOD? Oh, yeah, you guys yeah. know what SOD is? Yeah, yeah, the band that Napalm Death borrowed some of their. Ideas yeah, well, from. they actually were, were one of the first ones to do it. Like there, that was Anthrax. That was Scotty oh, from Anthrax. SOD. Type, oh, SOD. Okay. Yeah, SOD. Stormtroopers of Death. They were one of the first bands that really made it popular to take the the punk hardcore thing that was going on then, and then giving it that metal sound and flavor and the whole bit that made it all kind of like what SOD became. And then from that spawned yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, and you know, like it's, I feel like it's always been there, you know, cause like, yeah, DRI, 
you have uh, another uh, one, uh, Tom Warrior of Celtic, Celtic Frost, Frost. Yeah, basically picking up when he I mean, he went to England when he was a kid or whatever, and he picked up a uh, Discharge record. And basically, if you li- go back and listen to the old uh, Hellhammer and all that stuff, it's like, oh, that's just a D beat. They just pulled that from punk rock. And it's like, it basically was just like, oh, we don't like the guys that dress in leather. And it's like, oh, we don't like the skinheads. Well, that's dress. what it was. It was the skinheads versus the long yeah, hair. Yeah. And it was like, you have this, well, we have that. It was opposite. Everything had to be different. And it was like, now everything's so like. Superman ice cream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah. That's a good one. Really? But it is like that. I mean, it's like, and and so I, I just think of how, how it's just changed in so many ways. But what you guys are doing with the Quiet Zoo thing, I don't hear a lot of punky type stuff in there. This is a very traditional metal. The, the thing that I like about this is it, it's a hooky good. These are good rhythms. These are good. This there's, there's a, Everything you're listening to, you can kind of like, your head's kind of moving. Everything's, it just has all those things going on. Wait very till, well thought Wait till out. the next release then. So do you guys have stuff written already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how's that How's that been going then? So what, what, you guys have everything written for it? Is, is it another three songs you're going to do? Uh, we're looking at five right Ooh, now. Looking at lot. five, and then uh, some other fun stuff to throw in there, just to kind of add some, just add something new to it. Do you guys ever think about doing the like single release type stuff, where you're just putting a song out here, a song out there? It, we do. Uh, it just sounds kind of expensive, just because um, uh, the guy who does art for us, his name is Brian from Flesh and Bone Design. Uh, he does beautiful work, and I feel like just doing a single on just what he does. Uh, it's kind of like ah, I'd rather just put five. I don't. I'm like you. We, we were talking about albums and EPs. We're definitely more into the uh, EP release situation because no one listens to albums and people like small bursts. I agree of of, of things. Um, just do it more often. Just do it more often. Yeah, and I kind of have like this mental schedule right now. Um, that, that that's kind of kind of happening, but uh, yeah. Singles sound cool. It, that might happen. It's not off the table. You know what I mean? Like, it could happen. We may not write many songs after this release, and it's just like, well, we got two. Let's just record two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. And I think there's something to be said about the releasing part of it. I think people, you know, they're, they're like you. They're, it's that anticipation each time. You, you create more of those. More of those scenarios versus one large work where the buildup, the anticipation, it comes, and then... I think what's really cool about it is that it gives us more opportunities to be more uh, dynamic and flexible with their sound. Like this EP is going to sound this way and then we can kind of transcend into something else where uh, let's have a more of a D beat punk kind of thing going on here and see what happens. You know, it kind of, or let's be heavier or let's be more cinematic. Let's be whatever. But it's insane. I feel like with like really long releases, you have, there's like this thing, like this mental thing where you like to be constantly consistent with it. And that's exhausting to me, you know. <laughs> Got it. You were you're ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, you're like you're like all right, song's cool. I was just going. Yeah, because we already did it, so why yeah, do it right. again? You know. I hear you. I hear you. That's yeah. cool. So. All right, so Mikey, back to you again. Okay. Bass player. Yes. How long have you been playing bass? Um. Oh boy, probably about um, since 2013. Is it always what you've done is bass? No. What no. you start off guitar? Yeah, play guitar. Um. Did you know, like, play guitar and sang, like, kind of punk rock stuff. And uh, my buddies in a band called Abstraction uh, from Cleveland, it was, do you know, like, Affiance or anything? I know of them. Uh, it's the lead singer's little brother. It was kind of funny. He was, a, like, the clean singer, kind of, you know, higher-pitched voice guy. His little brother was a death metal kid oh. doing, really like, all the death metal growls. 
So um, they were like the opposite spectrum of that thing. But uh, yeah, they, uh, they were looking to kick their bass player out. And I was just hanging around. And they're like, hey, you play music. And I was just like, yeah. And they're just like, oh, you should buy a bass and then play in the band. And eventually, once you buy all the gear and everything, you know, people have like my, um, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Bass players are a little bit in demand. For whatever reason, especially always, always bad in demand. Because it's like I feel like a lot of bass players just could be dysfunctional. People are like, oh, my car only I lost a wheel on the highway, and it's like, you yeah. know, like bass player, what are you doing, man? Like, I think bass players, like I think you know, like Pat's a bass player, oh, and, yeah. and and I think I think a lot of them are just like you. I think I think a lot of them played guitar, realized that there's a sea, an ocean of guitar players, and. You're just kind of mixed in with them, and then you see guys that can do things on the guitar that you're like, "Well, the fuck," and so you're like, "The bass," mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 not only that, but like you just said, it it's a it it creates a scenario where you never have to look for work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's there's always the need for a bass player, and you could become a hired gun for bands where they could fill in and help bands out every once in a while as a bass player and be that guy. I mean. I think that it opens up opportunity to be the bass player. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of guys change over too. You know what I mean? And you can become a really damn good bass player out there in the sea of bass players. If you have any kind of musical inclination. Well, yeah, it's just not having the, the problems, you know, it's just like, if you could show up on time as a bass player, it's just like, Oh man, yeah, you got, you got <laughs> show work. up on time. The <laughs> <Yeah>. biggest... <laughs> and you know, like, cause I, I also play bass in a band called a uh, persistent aggressor with like big metal, who played in like uh, Ascension, Descension, you know, like um, Death Crawl, all this stuff. Uh, and we got some really good shows. Is that a, is that a similar w- what this is, or is no. that more of a, a, a aggressive type model? Uh, Persistent Aggressor was like crossover thrash. Oh. Um, yeah, it was real cool. Uh, it, it was John from Axioma played drums on it. And, uh, you know, we, we went around, played some really good shows, open for I Hate God and like Shoot Terror oh. and Dude, yeah. Uh, today is the day we've got some really good shows with that band and it was just i was just kind of tagging along a little bit because i was the youngest dude in the band because they just knew i played bass and liked heavy music so are you still in that band no that band broke up uh-uh. unfortunately but. so that's what i mean though it's so hard to keep these things together right i mean like every there's always something right that eventually so but do you guys feel pretty good about the, the the thing you guys got here as far as the the, the people i mean it's like everything seems like it's in place it's it's it, it's, it's, it's the best i've ever felt in a band no kidding yeah I feel really good about it. No kidding. So now you guys are saying when you guys are doing the writing, you guys are, you're, you're basically doing the jams and you guys are just building off of, so you guys are jamming. All of a sudden something happens. You guys collectively just kind of stop and look at each other and be like, all right, let's redo that again. That was really cool. Well, how does we'll that just, come about? We'll just keep going. Like we kind of, there's like this look. Sometimes there's, there's like a look, especially between Eric and I, when something happens on accident, we're just kind of like grinning and it's kind of, probably a weird it's probably it's it, they're it's very weird smiles but it's like okay all right we landed something and then we do, we'll loop it for like 10 minutes until it's just burned <laughs> so does nothing ever come to you like in a in a like like a in the car driving where you're just driving and just does nothing ever come to you like where you're just like no in your head it's to, never comes I'm to always that i'm just always here I'm just always in the present you know i think the only song i ever had that was an idea was when the band first started. We had we didn't have any songs. We were just kind of experimenting, free jamming. I remember working uh, one day, and the ri- the intro riff to Burnt Blue came on in my head. Like just just came on, and that's kind of what started. That was the only song that ever felt calculated to me. 
And then after that, it's just been like, what are we doing today? What's going to happen? You know, how's everyone feeling? How do you start a jam? Drums? Pick, get a beat going, and then all of a sudden everybody just starts jumping in? Yeah, I'll have, uh, you know, because I basically, I work it the opposite way with, my, you know, whenever I'd write music for other bands, I always would write everything and show everybody their parts. You know, that's just kind of how my brain works. I flesh it out that way. And with this band, it's basically like you just kind of get the, the riff, like the impetus of the riff. And, you know, it's the music itself, it's kind of droney and conducive to just running, you know, not the typical song structure. So basically, you know, you could just start with like a cool, you know, couple notes and then it just builds and builds. Yeah, and right. Builds. Just take off. And you guys yeah. are getting probably better at doing this now where you guys kind of like all could just yeah know where your part is, know, get in where you fit in. Everyone's very good at uh participating and having an idea i remember when when mike i think when he actually like it was kind of like locked in i remember he he uh he wrote a song just on bass which was kind of like a first for us like oh there's a bass riff first holy shit this is great and um it was like uh, there was this flavor of punk to it and then we completely just made it our own thing cool you know so that's 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 a cool way to write. It's, I, I think it's a fun way to write, if nothing else. Like you said, it doesn't seem so calculated and stuff. We support each other. That's, that's all that's we right. do. We, we're just constructive. You know, there's never like that fucking sucks. It's always like, dude, you're awesome. Let's build off. That. Let's work on that. Yeah. So as far as playing out and gigging and all that kind of thing goes, right? I mean, that's important. I mean, as far as the music you guys are playing, that's the most important thing. Period. If you ain't get out and playing, it doesn't matter how much recording you do. Nobody gives a shit. Yep. They want to see you live. Yep. Um. How many, gigs, how many gigs you guys played so far together? Not enough. I've only played one with them. Really? Yeah. So you guys got you. So you guys, the pandemic's over now. It's time to start getting out. You, well, it sounds to me like you had a lot of time you were putting into this EP also. So all that kind of thing going on. Now that it's out, do you guys have anything booked yet? Yeah, we're uh, we're playing. I think the twenty seventh of August. <laughs> I think at the Coda. We should have looked it up. We should oh, you guys straight. are playing with. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's what they just said. That's the g- <laughs> whatever yeah, they were whatever they guys. just said. Yeah, is the show that we're. I know because well, there's a lot of things going on the 27th. That's why I looked at him. I'm like, fucking 27th. It's like the most busiest day I've ever heard. There's so many bands playing out and yeah. so many things going on. Um, and then we're playing Happy Dog uh, October 28th with uh, October 28th. Yeah, with uh, Low Spot. Low Spot and Flock of Moons. Flock of Moons from Akron. Sweet. Killer. So we got we got a couple of things lined up. There were there was this long break because, you know, yeah, you we're going back to 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 normal life after the co- uh, the COVID thing. But I this this it was a time to kind of lay low for me to learn how to be an engineer and how to produce our own music, just to go completely DIY. And uh, once that was done, we're like, okay, well, we got to find someone to do art. And like, I don't want to have I don't want to give some guy fifty bucks and then call it a day. I mean, th- I mean, we put so much fucking work into this. I want to find someone yeah the visual right um yeah we had brian do it and uh he does bands big and small like see space cowboy to like see their i mean he does to my chemical romance you know what i mean so So, you went you went and got a big dog yes absolutely and he was very fair very kind it was probably the easiest part of the entire process was that and he kind of he listened to it and it's like this is what i think it is there was not much change at all no shit. Yeah, it was a gr- it was a wonderful experience. And now, is that the only time you've really worked with him? Is that one time? Yeah, 
So, so you're you're looking. So this is something of those things now where you kind of got a little piece of it, and you're like, I can't wait to see what the what the next. Thing. Oh yeah, I, I I want it to be a consistent thing. You know how some bands have an artist and it works out the first time or just whatever. Yeah, and, and they, they just you stick can tell with everything's kind of like it's different stuff, but the same artist. Yeah, you never have to worry about it. It's like you just know he's going to do a good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that's what the guy's got going on. Yeah, um, you guys have an idea about how far you guys are from putting out another EP? We, uh, I have drums tracked right now and we're right now kind of discussing like uh kind of production stuff how we're gonna how we want to do guitars this time what do we want to do different again i don't want to do the same thing again so you guys just put this one out you guys already have a whole nother one in the works yeah we're being we're being well now that it's back to normal life i'm i'm like all right let's it's time to go do you think now that you you've yeah. learned enough now where the speed of this thing will You'll definitely be able to do things on a lot quicker basis. You have a plan. I'm much more confident this time around. Yeah, yeah, much yeah. Much more confident. And uh, having more voices on it, too, would be phenomenal. It's going to just add more to it. You know, I know I'm like the quote-unquote, like, lead guy, right? But uh, I think having Mikey's and Eric's voice on there would be, is going to be such a, a a wonderful experience. Hell, yeah. Yeah. All so. right. You guys got anything else to talk about? Is we, are, are, yeah. Uh, you got yeah. anything else you're thinking about here? We're talking yeah. about. I think that uh, you know, with Zach covering the recording duties, basically, that keeps our costs for what we're doing for our records, so we can kind of put a little bit more money towards the art. And I think that a record cover is super important for people getting interested in your band, or liking your band. You know, those yeah. album covers that literally have drawn people into that band just from the album cover itself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, there's there's people that uh, that will defend records that they otherwise would not really like that much because they love the art so much. You know, like, would you have the same opinion about, you know, a Morbid Angel record if Seagrave didn't do that? You know, if, he, yeah. or if like it was like a basket of puppies, like would, yeah. if that was the art, like, would you defend that album? <laughs> People identify it. No, you're know, right. A lot. There's a, there's the a certain thing that connects the the, the 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 artwork connects with the music, connects with the van, the fan, and connects with you know if if one of them's not in place, if it goes out of sync, the artwork, like you said, if it's a basket of puppies, I think uh, Dio, you said the one time they were recording for We Are the World or no, what was the the heavy metal one? We're stars. Yeah, we are stars. And Don Dockin was singing a part, and the lyrics he was singing weren't. It was like, dude. You're, you're singing like, go kill yourself with like, go kill yourself. It's like, that's not how you would sing, go kill yourself. You got to be like, go kill yourself. And and you're not, you know, so like the art has to match, you know, it's the same thing. You know, you want everything to be conducive to yeah. it. It's like having a black metal album art like cover in color. Yeah. It's like, you imagine how embarrassing Perfect. that would be, you know, like seeing all that, you know. Them in like a cloak in color, not totally like the oversaturated black white thing, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's and you know, like Zach, one of Zach's favorite bands, uh, Typo Negative. It's like, oh, yeah, really? Oh, yeah, I love Typo. They're they have a whole aesthetic with that green and the black, and you know, like just how they do their album covers. It's it's a thing that people identify with, and I think that that's super important. Oh, yeah, as much as music, yeah. Now, Subterranean was what that was a single. Did you guys put out? Is that what that was? It was just part, uh, just the ending of the EP. Oh, is that what? Oh, that's what it is. That's the third song on that's the EP. The third song. That's a cool song, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the idea. Uh, this all kind of ties in with Mark. It goes to Mark. You're talking about Marky Corkless or yeah. Mark Ryan? Yeah. Some people know Mark. Absolutely. Right. Awesome guy. Um, um, it started. You know, I was I was just driving on the highway one morning and uh, I see like a, 
it's just kind of dramatic, right? But it it, it makes sense. I see this uh, this deer. It's I'm assuming it's it's this other deer's mother, and there was a smashed, like it's it's child is dead, pretty much kind of idea. And I was like, I had this like thing kind of going on. It was super dark, but I didn't really know how to digest that. But there was just something about it. it was just it was just super like unsettling. Into the next experience where I uh, I kind of got tricked into taking the heroic dose of mushrooms, <laughs> and typically that's kind of a good time. But uh, I I I experienced like you know this thing of dying over and over and over again. And typically you know like the next day you kind of feel kind of glowy. I I felt like I I completely lost all my humanity. Like everything like everything around me was just insanely dark. To the next scenario where the space flooded and everything here changed right i mean we were knee deep in, in water our shit's destroyed all these bands leave everyone's mega sad and depressed and then literally the week later mark passes away going up to the week of his wake and seeing staring into his mother's eyes you know and and that whole experience was just um it was it was very intense for me, and that's kind of where that song kind of started and and, and kind of ended. You know, like I don't exist. You so, know, he I didn't exist at a, at a at a point I experienced not existing, but now he has to experience that. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. So as the deer metaphor kind of came full circle. It came right? full circle. It was like a whole episode. It started with that and kind of ended on that. Wow. Scene. Yeah. And that's how the whole idea of the song came, and then and then and then. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, just something about. I said something about highway signs. I'm I'm kind of blanking out on the lyrics now, but uh, I think a week after that whole wake, the the fucking owner died from a fucking highway sign, just dropped on him. The owner of what now? The the funeral home. What? Yeah. Did he, you hear about that? He got impaled. Are by, you kidding? By me? a fucking highway sign. Yeah. Wow. No shit. Like no shit, dude. Wasn't but, there something with the ad si- ad for the sign or whatever? Something yeah. where like uh, like the gar- I, the garbage like a garbage truck hit it like it was like backing it was up like into a it. Four eighty. A four eighty right over there. Wow. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I was trying to encapsulate kind of just that moment of of the deer and my self experience, you know, dying, but now he has to pass away. And then looking at the aftermath of his parents and staring in, 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 into both of their eyes and everybody else's eyes and just ex- experiencing that and knowing how awesome of a dude he was, even though I barely knew him. But every time we ever talked or hung out, he was so fucking rad, so positive. He would always bust in our room with Tom Farkas and he was like, the fucking pedal masters, man. <laughs> yeah, fucking, like, these guys sound fucking crazy. And- dude, you sound like... <laughs> This is the fucking zoo, man. We're fucking playing with these guys. These guys are crazy live, man. You got to check them out. Yeah, he was yeah. he was like that. He supported everybody, especially in this building, man. He loved everybody in this building. He would go around. Like you said, he'd come into your room, and he'd be like, hey, man, Dude, what's up? He never, always, he always yeah. asked my girlfriend why she was still with me. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a, it was a running joke. It was every single time, yeah. too. Um, yeah, that's pretty wild, man. That's those are the kind of things. But see, that's what you write from. You write. You take that kind of a moment, and you're you're writing stuff that, you know, it's not just you're not you're not just trying to say, 
I'm a death metal band. I got to just do everything that's like, you're not trying to fit your lyrics up. You're, this is, you're just writing. I'm just writing. Yeah, you know? it's, uh, it's just snapshots of, of, a, of a moment in your life where it, you know, you can make life whatever it, what it, it can be, right? I, I, I can be a positive nihilist, right, at times, but you can make something out of a snapshot, snapshot, cinematic kind of moment where it feels like you're, like, in a script. Yeah. Like, this is scripted out, and you, you, you can't make this shit up. No, man, you especially I mean? that, especially when you go through a streak of bad shit like that, where it, yeah. just, it just seems one thing follows the next, you know, and it's... Before you know it, you're just left there like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I definitely don't have the vibe of like, uh, you know, with the typical like death metal guys where it's like something evil or fucked up or whatever. It's like, no, I'm, I'm talking about the, I want to talk about human experiences yeah, yeah, and yeah. I want to connect with people on that level because that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, man. All right, guys. Cool. We're going to, we're going to cut it off there, man. Quiet zoo. Fucking this EP is your debut is killer. If you guys are going to continue in this path, I only see you guys going straight up from here. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's good shit, man. I mean, Thank really you. good shit. Thank you. Um, yeah, check them out. Quiet Zoo, October twenty eighth. You said you guys are going to be possibly playing it somewhere. I think Where it's twenty seventh. October twenty seventh. Yeah, well, I can't remember. It's a Saturday. That's the last Saturday of August. Let's all right. Say that. No, no, October. You said you're playing, didn't you? Say you're playing. Uh, you had Happy a gig? dog. Happy dog. Oh, Happy I, dogs I, in October. Happy, happy dogs in October. Uh, Coda is in August with I think. Buzz Aldrin? I can't remember. Buzz Baldrin. Buzz Baldrin. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Buzz Baldrin. You're playing, and that's 27th. Yep. And then October 28th. 28th, you're playing at the Happy Dog. Yep, with Low Spot. Keep an eye out, guys. Flock of Moons. Mm -hmm. And check out the EP, Quiet Zoo. I'm telling you, if you you like death metal, you'll love it. It's great. Cool. All right, that's it for us. We're out of here. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. That was fun. Yeah, Let's do it you. again sometime. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs>